let's talk about healing, hope, and the possibility of afterlife. As we all will go through some kind of loss at one point in our life, and we will need help to get through it, even if you don't think you do. We're here to help you find your light at the end of the tunnel. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Hello from Heaven is a book about a research project, Leap of Faith, that gathered stories of after-death communications, also called ADCs, and confirms that life and love are eternal. That's just like our podcast, because we believe life and love never dies. Yes. This book is so uplifting. It's got a collection of firsthand accounts, personal stories about being contacted by a friend or family member who has died, which we love to hear those stories. And they spent seven years on this project. They collected over 3,300 stories from people of all types. This book tells 353 of the stories and all of them point to evidence that life continues after death. And it's cool how they group these stories together in categories of similar types. And then they chose the best examples that would go with each type. And in each of the examples, the people who experienced the ADC claim that it brought them peace and healing, which is what I love about this topic. Yeah. So we want to share these stories with you over the next few weeks and hope it will bring you some comfort if you are grieving. You could pick up the book, even read along or listen along as you're reading. Hello from Heaven was written by Bill and Judy Guggenheim. They were a married couple and they started this adventure thanks to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. <laughs> she was on a Donahue show. That brings us back, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was a little while ago. I believe it was in 1988 that they started this project <laughs> and they actually said in Orlando, Florida, which I'm curious now because I would have been in Orlando around that time. Oh, this really does date me. Like when I, (laughs) because I was about to say when I graduated high school, when I started at college and when I worked at Disney in the the late eighties. So there you go. (laughs) And I'm surprised I did not hear of this when it was going on, but they had sent flyers and, you know, they didn't have the internet back then. So to get the word out for people who had experiences or felt that they had some sort of contact from someone or an experience of being contacted by someone who died to tell their story, it's like, it was a lot harder. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And I mean, he didn't even believe in the afterlife, but enjoyed that show so much that he even donated money to Elizabeth for her research. Oh, right. And then she she sent him a letter to invite him to one of his workshops, right? Yeah. And he goes, I don't think I want to go. And then he decides to call her like her office, right? Thinking he'll get like the secretary to answer right. the phone and he can make up that excuse. I'm not going. Right. And I can't go. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And guess who answered the phone? It was just like Elizabeth. Yes. (laughs) 
And so she was like, you need to go. Right. So he, he changed his mind and he ended up going to this workshop called life and death and transition workshop. Yeah. And that was really cool. And he said, one of the first stories just blew him away right away, which is always heartbreaking when you know, there is a grieving mother who's lost a kid and this mother lost her 15 year old. She was hit by a car but she had a visitation dream very soon after her daughter's death that gave her that reassurance and comfort knowing that her daughter was okay. Her daughter wanted to even tell her, there's no reason for you to be sad. I'm fine. And I'm happy. And look, I can go away and I could come back and demonstrated to her in the dream that she said she just kind of floated away. And then she came back to say, see, you know, we will be together again. So that was cool. Yeah, it was very beautiful what her daughter did for her to let her know she's never gone. She's right there with her at all times. But what also was amazing was her brother of the the daughter that passed away. He got a visitation from his sister. Right. She actually appeared to him, not in a dream. Yeah, not a dream, but appeared to him. And it was just my mouth kind of dropped when I heard that too, because I was like, wow, he was older than her, but you wouldn't think, okay, she just had a visitation and her son then just had a, had her come to him. Yeah. Like in his room. Right. Saw her. It was about six months after she had died. And the mother said that he was about 22 months older and had really been depressed and wasn't talking to friends and was really down and missed her a lot. So this appearance of his sister was shocking. It was not scary. It made him happy. He gives, you know, running in, you know, screaming. I saw her. I saw her. It got me, give me chills. Even right now thinking about that. Cause Those kind of things do help people. And I'm glad they both had something to help with their healing process um, um, with her loss, the loss of their, their sister or daughter. Yeah. So Bill got inspired from this workshop to write this book and do this research project because he said this workshop really wasn't about dying. It was about living and it was about believing that we are connected. We go on, we're still connected. And he just wondered, wow, if this happened to her. And again, like you said, he thought when you're dead, you're dead. He didn't believe in afterlife at all. The other story too, that Elizabeth told him which I thought was amazing too. It was one of her patients because she was like, she was like, Oh, I'm done. I'm not get like, I don't want to do this anymore. The research of, and the study of afterlife stuff. Yes. So she was still in the hospital working and she was going to her, her office. And then all of a sudden one of her patients appeared to her, which she said, looked real to her. Right. You could, but she was still kind of see-through, but still was looked real to her. Right. And I was like, okay. And they were talking, they went to the room and she wasn't even believing this because yeah, she asked her to write something down and sign her name. Yeah. To make sure this actually happened. And I was like amazed that this person was able to, the spirit was able to write something down. Right. That fascinates me because I'm sitting there trying to picture, is she holding a pen? And then how do you, how does that work on the other side? You know, it's yeah. I, that's the thing. I was like, wait, how is that happening? But then it was like what we were talking about. I think on um, when we were talking on the wisdom app of when I had a friend who saw the footprints 
mm-hmm. as well in the bed. Mm-hmm. So it's something similar to that, right. I would say, because to actually hold a pen or whatever it may be, I was like, okay. Right. Yeah. And she did it. And the spirit left after she told her, do not stop. Basically, she said, this is your work you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stop. And that's what kept her going. Yeah. And she, after she left, the spirit left, she opened her door and was looking to see if there was anybody there. And there was nobody there. No one in that hall. And she's like, okay, this just happened. I have to keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. That's why we still have all of her stories, all of and her studies, which are amazing what she did. And I think it was Bill's wife, Judy, that made him watch the show. And he said, why do I even want to watch, you know, so the show that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a guest on, right? Like, why do I want to watch a show about a subject I don't even want to think about? (laughs) Exactly. You're like, oh, I don't want to. I'm, I'm working right now. Leave me alone. Which is exactly what we hear from anybody who's afraid to listen to this podcast. They're scared. They're like, I don't, I don't want to talk about death, but our whole thing is we're, we're not talking about death. We're talking about life and living and that life goes on. And there are other stories out there. And as crazy as you may think you are, if you've had one experience, there are thousands and probably hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people that have had something happened at some time in their life. And if they haven't, they will, there will be something. Yeah. Sometimes they, they might not even tell anybody because they're afraid to say it. Right. There's a lot out there that no, they haven't said, spoke up and said, this has happened to me. So I think there's a lot more than we think there are Mm -hmm. of stories of people getting visits from their, their loved ones, or even just like those feelings around them, you know, those touches, you know, how we're talking about there's those different ones that we're going to be reading about. Bill said they started this research project. They had no idea how many people they were going to hear from. And I would like us to extend that to everyone listening. If you have had an experience that you can relate to, whether something you read in the book on your own, or you hear us talk about, please email us or write in a comment on our website. We would love to hear about it because what is so cool is hearing more and more stories so that others who have the stories and are afraid to talk about them feel more comfortable and feel more normal. Yes, because that's great. I mean, it's been in this world for so long. I mean, it's, they said it was from, they have, we have a story from 106 to 43 BC. They had different little. There's a prominent Roman statesman, Marcus Tullius Cerno, and he lived in 106 to 43 BC. And I think that's amazing because he was a he was a writer, and to have him write something about this back then, about after death communication, which we accepted in our world of fiction. And again, you and I are speaking from the USA. If anyone's listening around the world, you know the Western way of thinking. that's why we even put up our little disclaimers of don't think I'm crazy, but 
There are right. other cultures who are more open and accepting of it. Yes. But there have been stories that are similar in the Bible and even Hamlet and the Christmas Carol, which Bill talks about in his book, have stories that come from some sort of yeah. visitation from the spirit world of communication. Yeah. You wouldn't even think Shakespeare would be talking about this <laughs> and that it actually was based on a true story. Right. And one of the things that Bill points out because it's represented in the story of Hamlet is that sometimes when the spirit comes to you, you're getting knowledge that there's no way you would know. How would you know? So someone comes to you before you even know they're dead and says, Hey, so-and-so killed me and they've got me buried under dung and they're going to be wheeling me out at this hour, you know, go get them. And then you find out it's true. And you didn't even know they were dead, you know? (laughs) But, but now you find out that, you know, they're dead, you know, who killed them, you know, where they are. So that's the kind of stuff I think that makes it more convincing. It's not just what people believe that, oh, you're grieving. So it's your, you know, the wishes that you wish someone was okay. No, you're finding out something you wouldn't have known otherwise. So how do you know that? Exactly. And even there was another story in in these chapters that we read, it was her mom passed away. And she went to go tell her best friend that she had passed away already. Mm -hmm. And she already knew because her mom went to her best friend and was just told her and she was her daughter was in shock. She was like, What? How do you know this? Like, I didn't even tell you yet. She you weren't even there. But she's like, she came to me, she told me this. And I I thought that was amazing that you can find it out like that. It's almost like your story with your your grandma. Right, right. It's like, I already knew. So when when my mom called me, I said, I I know, I know she's fine. She's happy. Yeah, I knew she had died before anyone told me. And that's the same kind of thing. And that's what's so beautiful about these kinds of stories for anyone who is grieving or afraid of death or worried about, you know, losing someone they love, you are going to see them again. And you can believe and look to these stories as proof that there is more to this life than our physical bodies. I mean, Bill said he thought that we were just like flashlights, right? And when the battery runs out, you're gone. Yeah. (laughs) Throw it away. You know, that we just die and we're dead. And after this experience of learning about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and going to her workshop, he completely turned around and went on this mission to do this research and then put it all in a book for us, which is really cool. Yeah. And he almost didn't even write this book because he just didn't know how to even get started, to be honest with you. If you remember when he went to his, well, then ex-wife, because they, they were married and now divorced, but he went to her and said, I had this somebody's come to me and say, you need to write this book about this. Your journey about this is not over basically. So do this for, for the world so they can know about this. And they are the ones that called it the after death communication. So they came up with that ADC. That's cool. Which I thought was kind of cool too, that they were able to name that, not some big, huge scientist that was like, okay. (laughs) And he's breaking it down into categories that we've been talking about here too, from where you sense something, or maybe you hear a voice, you feel something, you see something, you smell it. So he breaks it down in these really great, easy to digest like sections that all go together. 
and they take the best accounts for each of those categories, you know, so that they can tell a very clear picture or story of all the different ways that someone who's passed away can come through to us on this side. Yeah, I think it's amazing job that he's doing for us. It's amazing that he was able to write it in a book and bring it to us and share all these beautiful stories of what people have had happened to them. Because most people, like you said, they'll think you're crazy. I'm crazy if I say anything, but these people were brave enough to come out and talk to them about this Mm -hmm. and give us this hope right here. This book is about hope. It's true. And it doesn't matter the background. Everyone's very different. They have different ethnic and socioeconomic and education and backgrounds. I mean, they're all very diverse, very different. And that's what I love about this kind of research and your death experiences too. It doesn't matter what you believe when you have this experience, they're all very similar and it can change what you believe because all this, you don't have to believe and you can have this experience and then all of a sudden you're a believer. Yeah. I mean, you'll hear, hear us talk about all these beautiful stories. So don't forget to tune in and listen to more. Get that book. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. Our podcast, Surviving Death and Dying, is available worldwide on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Listen Note, Facebook, YouTube, and more. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com, where we have links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. We did it again. We survived death and dying. Another episode. Because we believe life and love never dies.